When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's lesson to help you learn English, we are going to learn English at a hockey arena. And in a minute, we'll be going inside the hockey rink. So notice what I did there. I said the hockey arena. That's the building where you might watch a hockey game. The hockey rink is the, the piece of ice where you actually play the game of hockey. But before we go in there, it's a little dark here. I have my jacket on and it's hot, but inside the rink, it's actually cold. Here we have a, a random box where you can donate books. I promise, we're at a hockey arena. I don't know why. Why you can donate books here, but you can. And also over here, you can donate clothing. So let's talk about that verb donate. It's another way to say give. So often you give it with no payment. You can donate blood. You can donate books. You can donate to a charity. Some people are singing over there in a the car. But uh, let's go inside the, uh, the hockey rink and uh, we'll learn more English inside there. And we are actually inside the hockey rink right now. So remember, the, the bigger building is often called the hockey arena, but this is the actual rink where the game is played. And you can see a, a team is out there doing warm-ups. Before the game starts, a team might warm up. There's an English phrasal verb for you, but to get the blood flowing, to get loose, so there is less risk of injury. And behind me right here, it's a hockey net. A hockey net. Ooh, team is coming out from, uh, from behind me. Hopefully I'm not in their way. Uh, over here is the scoreboard. That's, uh, that's where we keep the score. It's called the scoreboard. There's another one all the way down at the end, all the way down at the end of the ice there. And uh, I think I can walk over here and go to the team benches. So if the players are not on the ice, they may wait on the bench. And uh, some little kids playing on the ice. Oh, and we have a tire coming up. I'm not sure. Not sure why there is a tire here, but a random tire is here. Also a fire extinguisher, right? Right down there. So in case there's a fire, fire extinguisher. I know why that's there for safety, but I'm not sure why the tire is there. Ooh. Those are mini nets for when the little kids are playing. They're smaller. Oh, hey, oh, not bad, how are you? Sorry. I think that's a coach. Coach. So the coach is the person that is in charge of the team. They run the team. So if they win, they get a, a thumbs up. If they lose, 
they get a thumbs down. But over here, these are the team benches. On the other side, let's go take a look at the penalty box. If a player does something wrong, they might have to leave the ice for a penalty. And those penalty boxes are located on the other side. But we do have a ladder here. I'm not sure why there's a ladder in a hockey rink, but we have one. That little black thing? Oh, let's stay here for a second. That player missed the shot. So that person in front of the net, we call the goalie. When he stops the puck, the puck is that little black thing, we call it a save. We would say he or she saved the puck. But if they don't, then we call that a goal. That, that kid scored a goal, but it's only warm up, so it doesn't count. Oh, in 26, 20, in 26 seconds, a buzzer will go off. Let's get right near the scoreboard and hear it. It's probably going to be pretty loud. You may want to cover your ears. All right, and that buzzer means warm-ups are over and the game is about to begin. We still need to get over to the penalty box, though. Hey, right here. That's a, that's a ramp. And in the United States, there are actually laws that require ramps. So if someone was in a wheelchair, they should be able to enter every part of the building. So you will often see ramps in American buildings. Stores will often have ramps. Uh, these are the bleachers though. We might call those things bleachers. That is where the spectators will sit or where the fans will sit. And we are getting closer to the penalty box. So the penalty box right here. And I think I have a some footage of a player actually in the penalty box because they got a penalty. All right, where the players wait, where they get dressed, where they hang out before a game, it's called the locker room. I can't go into the locker room right now, but uh, I'm right near the locker rooms. So, there are a whole bunch of locker rooms behind me. Yeah, come on, come on, come on in. I'll get you. We... That's a fan. A fan just walked by. Um, also, a lot of hockey arenas, arenas, hockey arenas, they have bathrooms. You probably know the bathroom book, but they have pro shops. A pro shop is um, a store in a hockey arena where you can buy things usually hockey related. So we can go in here, hopefully they don't get mad. 
we'll go into the uh, the pro shop. We call this the pro shop. Excuse me. Okay. Oh, and, and there's a man in here that is uh, sharpening skates. Do you hear that noise? That's a skate sharpener. A machine that sharpens skates. We call that a skate sharpener. But in a, um, a pro shop, you might see hockey hats. You know, this is this would be a hockey hat or maybe a hockey cap. We might call something like this a winter hat, or sometimes you will hear it called a toque or a toboggan. But be careful, a toboggan can also be a type of sled. Here we have some hockey sticks. Hockey sticks, a TV that's not working, but might show hockey games sometimes. Guess what, these are pants. You use them for hockey. Guess what they're called? Hockey pants, hockey pants. Get some hockey laces. Those string things that go on skates, we call them laces. That tape used for hockey, guess what? It's hockey tape. Now, a lot of hockey stuff there. We've got some vending machines over here. People who wear shirts like that are called referees, and they make sure all of the hockey players follow the rules. In some hockey arenas, you might see a trophy case. A trophy case is a place where all of the trophies are kept. If a team does really well and they might win a tournament or a whole bunch of games, they might get a trophy. The team might put that trophy in a trophy case. Instead of a trophy, a team might get a medal. And here we have some medals on display. That was an English lesson at a hockey arena. If you like sports and you want to learn some more English, check out that video I made about soccer. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Welcome back to another lesson. In today's lesson to help you improve your English, we are going to talk about 18 of the most difficult, most confusing words in the English language. And they are used every day, not by every person every day, but when you are having some of those more advanced conversations, you will run into these words. We're talking about words like opportunity versus probability. We're talking about the difference between consistent and persistent sympathy, 
empathy, apathy. What are the differences? If you are an advanced English speaker, if you are studying for the IELTS or the TOEFL, this is the perfect lesson for you. If you are a beginner, check it out, but this might not be the right lesson for you. This is going to be challenging. This is going to be one of those lessons you may want to pause the video and think about what I say. You may want to step away from the video, come back to it a few minutes later, a few days later, because we are diving deep into the English language. We'll also do some shadowing to help you with that English pronunciation. If you've seen any of the videos I've done on shadowing before, the sentence will appear at the bottom. I hope that doesn't interfere with the subtitles or the closed captions if you have them on, but I think it's better than having them over my head. If that sounds like a great English lesson for you, grab a piece of paper, maybe a pen, maybe that coffee, sit down and let's get into it because by the end of this lesson, I promise your English will be improved. One quick note before we get into that lesson, I need to give a huge shout out to Yasin. He left a comment. Let me slide over here. He left a comment on one of my videos a couple months ago. And this is what I am basing this lesson on his comment. He left 18 words in that comment. He said they're confusing. I agree. I might add a couple more, but we will be talking about at least 18 very confusing words. Let's get started. The first pair of words that can be confusing is opportunity and probability. Even pronouncing it, right? Probability. Opportunity. Let's talk about opportunity first. It means you have a chance at something that might fail. Usually it's a good thing, but for some reason it might not happen. It will probably happen. We'll talk about probably in just a few minutes, but it's something good that can happen in your life, but it's not for sure. Let's look at the word in a sentence. I do not want to blow this once in a lifetime opportunity. In this sentence, to blow something, it means to fail at it. For some reason, it doesn't go the right way. My daughter has the opportunity to study in the United States next spring. There's some shadowing practice for you. My daughter has the opportunity to study in the United States next spring maybe this young lady has really good grades. Her college says, why don't you study in the United States? It could be a great opportunity for you. At work, I have the opportunity for a promotion. If you notice in this sentence, there is a prepositional phrase before the subject. Therefore, I need to put a comma before the subject. I in this sentence is the subject. The prepositional phrase is at work. This prepositional phrase could come at the end of the sentence. You would not need a comma then. You could say, I have the opportunity for a promotion at work. The next one is probability. That means there is a chance that something could happen. It could be a high probability of something happening 
or a low probability of something happening. Let's look at a couple examples. There's a high probability for rain tomorrow. In other words, there is a good chance that it will rain tomorrow. Maybe you go to your boss at work. You want the day off tomorrow. Maybe it's going to be sunny. You have some plans to go to the beach. You may ask your boss, what's the probability of me getting the day off tomorrow? What are the chances I don't have to work? What's the probability you will understand everything in this English lesson today? I don't know. I hope there's a high probability, but if the probability is low, you can always watch it again. The next two words, probably and properly. Probably. There's a good chance something will happen. Right now, as I'm recording this lesson, it's summer where I live, and I will probably go to the beach again this summer. There's a good chance I don't live too far from the beach. When you ask your boss for the day off, hopefully they will say, yeah, you can probably get the day off tomorrow. Probably. There's a good chance that that will happen. My daughter will probably study in the United States next year. So sometimes in English, you might hear a 50-50 chance of something happening. That means an equally good chance that it will happen with an equally bad chance. 50-50, an equal chance of it happening. If something will probably happen, there's a better than 50% chance that it will happen. It, it just isn't certain. It's not definite. If we go back to that probability thing, there's a high probability of it happening if you say it will probably happen. Yeah. See, I told you, this is a tough lesson. Let's talk about properly. That means it's, it's done well. Here's the sentence. If something is done properly, it is done well. I hope I'm teaching this lesson properly. Now, notice properly is an adverb. It describes how something is done. It describes a verb most of the time. At least in the United States, when we use properly, that is very formal English. Let's take my children. They each have rooms. I might ask them to clean their room. When they are done, if I wanted to be really formal, I hardly ever am really formal, I might say, have you cleaned your room properly? Have you cleaned your room properly? I would probably just say, have you cleaned your room well? Probably. I would probably say that instead. You ready for the next one? It, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. One that I think even native English speakers have a tough time with, but this is the difference between three words, sympathy, empathy, and apathy. They all have something to do with the way you feel towards something else. Let's take a look at sympathy. Sympathy. Sympathy is when you feel badly for someone. You can offer your sympathy. Let's say a very good friend of yours just lost a loved one. Maybe they lost their mother. Their mother has passed away. You can offer them 
sympathy. So sympathy is when you are feeling bad for someone. Empathy is a little bit different. Empathy means you can feel what the other person feels. Empathy is when you understand the feelings of someone. You can feel empathetic towards someone. Empathy is the noun. Empathetic is the adjective. It describes how you feel. Let's take homeless children. You know, it's, it's a really sad thing. So you could definitely have sympathy for those homeless children. For sure, you could feel bad for them because they don't have a home. Now let's think about the people who help out homeless children. You could have a lot of empathy for those people who work with those children. Let's take a look at that example sentence. I will read it and you can practice shadowing. I have a lot of empathy for those people who work with homeless children. So, of course, those children have really tough lives. You could have sympathy for them. You could even have empathy. But it might be a little difficult to know exactly how they are feeling if you've never been homeless yourself. But with someone who works with homeless children, you might be able to understand how they feel going home every night. They probably think about those children they work with a lot. So you could feel empathy for those people. You could be empathetic for those people. Anytime you tell someone, oh, I know how you're feeling, you are showing empathy. The next one is apathy or being apathetic. And that means you don't care at all. You really have no feelings towards the subject. Maybe you have an English class that you really don't want to go to. I hope I hope you don't have that. Maybe. Maybe you're watching this lesson and you think, oh, Brent, that guy, he's so much better than my other English teacher. So maybe you're feeling some apathy towards your class right now. You don't really want to go. Here's an example sentence. I am feeling a ton of apathy towards my English class. I don't feel like going this afternoon. So let's review. Sympathy is when you feel bad for someone. Empathy is when you can feel how that other person feels. And apathy is you don't really care at all. And if you are enjoying this lesson at all, if you are finding some value, do you mind hitting that thumbs up? It helps other people find this lesson. This lesson is a lot longer than I thought it would be. If there is a part two, I will put a card right up there. If you wanna continue learning English, take a look at a video I made about the state of Texas. In today's lesson, I want to give you three, maybe four sayings and idioms that native speakers say all the time in English. All of them will have the word cold in them. And I think, you know, this will be a great way to learn English for those phrases. But I think the better thing will be listening to a native English speaker, hopefully speak clearly speak at a really good pace for you, not too slow, not too quickly, and it's going to be super casual. So you can watch this over and over again, 
maybe have this playing in the background while you're doing dishes, just to get that listening inside your brain so that your brain will become uh, more comfortable with hearing the English language. And one of the best ways to speak English is to hear English. I've said it before in some videos, it's true. I promise, listening to English will actually help you speak English. So I have some notes on my phone. You may see me look down at my uh, at my knee a couple times because uh, my phone has some notes. It has the sayings that have cold in them that I wanna talk to you about. So the first one is cold turkey. Cold turkey has nothing to do with the animal, turkey. Um, we often in the United States eat turkey for Thanksgiving. And I don't know, it's an idiom, which is why it has nothing to do with turkey being cold, but it means you stop something right then and there. It's another phrase we use a lot, right then and there, you stop something. And it's almost always bad. So smoking is the first thing that comes to mind. I hope you don't smoke. I hope you don't smoke. I think some cultures around the world think uh, you know smoking is okay in the United States and I think science backs this up like yes you shouldn't you shouldn't smoke but let's uh, let's take a friend of yours or a friend of mine and my friend smokes and then one day they decide you know what today I had eight cigarettes tomorrow I'm gonna have zero I'm not gonna smoke ever again that's stopping cold turkey maybe you, uh, you have a lot of sugar in your diet. I might be guilty of that. And maybe one day I say to myself, you know, you know what, no more sugar. No more sugar. I would stop it cold turkey. Number two is to get cold feet. To get cold feet, it means you have something to do, you're getting nervous, and then you don't wanna do it. One of the most common ways you will hear to get cold feet in English in the United States is when someone is about to get married. And maybe the night before, they think to themselves, oh no, this is the wrong person. I can't marry them. And then they don't wanna go through with it. That would mean they have cold feet. Or if they start doubting themselves, oh no, should I marry this person? You might say they are starting to get cold feet. Again, I'm not sure what feet has to do with it. I'm not sure what cold has to do with it. But anytime you hear of somebody getting cold feet in English, it means they're getting nervous and they don't wanna do something they have to do. They don't wanna go through with it. Let's see, the next one. Oh, give someone the cold shoulder. To get, so this is your shoulder right here. It really has nothing to do with cold, nothing to do with shoulder, but it means you ignore somebody. You ignore somebody. Let's say you have a coworker, someone you work with, and I don't know, maybe you heard that they were talking about you when you weren't in the room. They were saying bad things about you. We might say that they were talking behind your back. There's a bonus phrase there. If somebody is talking behind your back, means they're talking about you, you're not in the room, and they're saying bad things about you. So if you found out somebody was 
talking about you, someone was saying some not so nice things about you, the next day at work, you might give them the cold shoulder. You might ignore them. So anytime you ignore somebody, you're giving them the cold shoulder. Oh, the next one. I like this one. Out cold. Out cold. I think there are two ways that we can use this. Uh, one is good and one is bad. Let's do the bad one first. If you get injured, if you get hit on the head and get knocked out, that's an English phrasal verb, if you lose consciousness, that's a big word. Basically, let's say somebody gets hit in the head and then they pass out. There's a lot of English phrasal verbs there, right? But they're on the ground, their eyes are shut, you shake them to try to wake them up and they don't wake up, they're not dead, they're not dead. They're just out cold. They're just out cold. They probably have a concussion. So that's the bad way. You can get knocked out and you can get knocked out cold. You're just out cold. Uh, boxing, does anybody, anybody like the sport of boxing? It's a little violent. Some people like it, but if uh, somebody gets punched in the head, they go down and then people try to wake them up, we might say that they have been knocked out or they're out cold or they pass out. So a lot of ways to describe that. But one could be a good way, and this is when you're sleeping. Let's say you have a small child, and that small child has been running around all day, running, running, running. They have a lot of energy. Well, at night, maybe they go to sleep and they're just out cold. That's good for parents. If you are sleeping and you're just out cold, that's good. Now, it might be bad if you have a job interview and your alarm goes off and you're still out cold and you don't wake up for the alarm and you don't make it to the job interview on time, yeah, that would be a bad thing. So out cold can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. Let's see, any more? Uh, I mean, I have a couple more written down, but I think these are the most common. I don't wanna give you one that you'll never use. So let's stop there with uh, some that you will hear quite often. And then I hope that you were able to follow along with this English lesson and uh, I'll see you next time. And I think we're live. What's going on everyone? Hope you're doing well today. Hope you're ready to learn some English. My name is Brent. This is American English with this guy. And um, if this is your first time here, what we do is uh, I just look through the chat and I take your questions and together we learn English. Sometimes I learn some things. So let's say hi to a couple people. Hey, talk Italian with Aroni. He is here. He said, bon pomeriggio. Good afternoon. Welcome. He will be holding down the fort. I want to do a, a video on that, holding down the fort. It just means um, he will be taking care of some things in the chat, making sure everyone plays nice. Maria, how are you? SEO Woo, how are you? Sita is here, of course. Welcome. Uksa. Luke, I think I said your name correctly. Welcome from Poland. Oh, Anya, a lot of channel members are here. Rod, what is going on, my friend? Sita, 
Brazil. Brazil is in the house. So welcome everyone. Oh, what do you know? Right off the bat, we have a new member. Love to see that. I'll talk all about uh, what you can get for becoming a new member, but new member, make sure you check the members tab for the discord, the members chat and the bonus videos. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much, Anita. Welcome. Uh, we have a, a great discord channel over there. Uh, I think we're chatting almost every day. I'm, I'm checking it almost every day. People are, are sharing the weather. People are sharing their beautiful pictures that they see when they're walking on the street. We have, we have a chat tomorrow, actually. Anya, uh, from Germany usually arranges that she will, she will put in the discord and then, um, you know, we get on there if we have some time. I think I've been to everyone for the past month and I know Maria's in there. She's in there usually a little bit longer. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to the family. Uh, I hope you like it. I try to do some good things every, every month, almost every week though. We do, we do have some videos every week for you. So welcome. Hamity's here. I got to get to some questions. I do want to say hi to a bunch of people though. William is here. Vera's here. How are you? Welcome. Okay. It looks, Ooh, it looks like, I love this question. It looks like we have a question already. Vera, what's going on? Hey, what's going on in that tub? Are you, can I put this picture up? Do you have, okay. Okay. You're good. All right. Got a bathing suit on there. It's like, whoa, am I going to get in trouble for this? No. Okay. Vera, welcome. What's the difference between award and reward? Okay. Sometimes nothing, sometimes nothing. They can both be verbs. So, um, Oh, Hey, I got a, uh, I got a coffee cup. This was an award for me. I won this. So, um, you can award somebody a coffee cup. It's, it's a verb. You can reward them for something that they have done well, or uh, award can be actually both can be verbs. Yeah. An award, you can win an award. You can receive a reward. So, I mean, I think they're both just about the same. And if you say them quickly, award, reward, you know, I, I don't think there's a big enough difference that I should really confuse people about it. I think, man, I'm trying to, like, they can both be used as nouns. They can both be used as verbs. So if somebody does something well, you might reward them maybe with praise. If you reward somebody with praise, you say, Hey, nice job. Good job. At the end of this live stream, I am going to give out an award. I'm going to give out a prize that if you, um, if you would like to speak with me for 30 minutes, uh, a native English teacher to help you on your pronunciation or just practice speaking, you can put in the chat, hashtag talk to me. You only have to put it once. Uh, if you put it twice, you actually only get entered once. So put that hashtag talk to me if you would like to chat. And um, last week's winner, super fun. Uh, Yawin and I talked for about 30 minutes. It was really close to my bedtime. We chatted at 8.30 p.m. for me. I learned that it was 8.30 a.m. for her, but my bedtime is like 
9, 9.30, even in the summer when I don't have to get up in the morning to work, um, I still get up early in the morning and, and just do a bunch of stuff. Summer's here from Turkey. What's going on? Thank you, Durya. Thank you so much for the uh, the 5,000. Yeah, it was a, it was a big thing um, trying to help people out. And every new subscriber is someone that I can help out. So it's great. Hey, Nita, welcome. Thanks for becoming a member. Um, watch out. I don't, Nightbot, I might have to get rid of you because uh, you're, you're picking on my friend here, Semra, and I don't think she did anything wrong. Jeez, Nightbot. And I thought I fixed Nightbot because they are, they are severe. Nightbot, chill, chill Nightbot. So be careful. I, they, I know Semra was not spamming. I know she wasn't. What she put, I think you can put up to five emojis. So I, I tried to make it really relaxed in here. Nightbot, jeez, chill, brother or sister. Chill. Lena does English is in here. Welcome. Oh yeah. Hey, Yawin's here. Yawin's here. And if you are the winner of the chat, what I will do is I record it. And so Yawin, it's on my other YouTube channel, but it's private. Like she is the only one that can watch it, but it's a good tool that if you want to, I think Yawin's watched it a couple times. So, oh, what did I say here? And it was great. It was great. Adriana is here. Whoa. Whoa. Some, watch out for Nightbot. Watch out for Nightbot. So, yeah. Thank you for becoming a member. I'm just, oh my goodness. Nightbot. Nightbot. What I can get, I might just have to get rid of Nightbot. You're picking on all my friends here. Nightbot. Let me see if I can just, you're done. Nightbot. You had it. You had it. Yeah. Nightbot. Yeah. We're parting ways. Nightbot is no, we tried this before on a, on a chat about a year ago and Nightbot was picking on my friend, Daniel, Daniel, long time channel, Nightbot, see ya. Maria uh, Aroni is here. He's holding down the fort. Oh gosh. Oh, is it, is it, is it? Yeah, we'll fix that. I'm sorry. Nightbot's been fired. I gave him or her, I don't want to assume the gender. I gave Nightbot a chance. You lasted uh, seven minutes. You're done. You're done. That's what we we might say in New England for when someone is has been fired, when someone has lost their job. You're done. You're done. What? Wait. What is this? Oh, the AI invasion. I'm on. Welcome. Good to see you here. It's been a while. Amon's been a channel member for a long time. Long time. Mega's here. Welcome. I mean, I'm just saying hi to people, but um, let's get some questions. Let's get some questions. Sunshine from Armenia. Welcome. Yeah, the Nightbot. I like Nightbot because if somebody comes in and starts spamming and a moderator is not here, but I know we got Anya. Rod said he had to leave uh, to teach, but there's a couple more. I trust. I trust them. They're, they're pretty chill. I'm pretty chill. You know, we don't watch the language. I mean, we don't have problems. Get Nightbot, you're out of here. Forget it. Wait, we have Maria B and Maria C. Well, welcome. Maria B, can you let us know 
in the comments where you are from. I would love to know. And anybody, it, it would be nice uh, to know what country you're from so that we'll know, I'll know, but then maybe you will find someone from your own country and become a language partner with them. You can learn English. The speaking part is important. I think I'm going to make a video on that. How to find a language partner in 2021. Can you still do it? I think you can. I think you can. Ah, Brazil is in the house. Welcome. Oh, geez. I know, Maria, you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. Nightbot's gone. Buh-bye. Buh-bye. That's from the 90s. That's from uh, Saturday Night Saturday Night Live. Buh-bye. Buh-bye. When you want to tell someone goodbye, but you want a little bit of an attitude, buh-bye. Buh-bye. Uh, good question, Adriana from Poland. Welcome. Where is Daybot? I, I don't know. Maybe Daybot would work better than Nightbot, but I am not happy with Nightbot. Daybot would probably be better. I go, I go to bed. I go to bed so early. Yeah. So here's an American, <coughs> excuse me. Here's an American cough. Let me take a drink. Here's an American idiom. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I think it works for women too, but that is what Benjamin Franklin said many years ago. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh, I don't know about those though. I, I, I'd like to think I'm wise trying to help people with their English. Uh, definitely not wealthy. Healthy, I'm trying, but ah, Maria B. You're from, from Portugal. From Portugal. Man, my family, if, um, if I don't see any questions here, I'm just going to tell a story. My family and I, Iran is in the house. Welcome. Love it. Um, Roger, how are you? Uh, my family and I, we wanted to go to Portugal a couple months ago, back in late April. We wanted to go to Portugal for the summer for about three weeks. The tickets to Portugal were super cheap. So we thought we could swing it. If you think you can swing something, it means you think you can make it happen. So as far as money, we thought we could swing it. We thought we could get the, the flights. We thought we could get the Airbnb. We thought we could afford it. We thought we could swing it. But Portugal kept saying, eh, Americans, no, you stay home. You stay home. Maybe we will lift the restrictions. I think they might have. But um, I think the ticket prices have gone up too. So we will be staying in the U.S. We will be staying here in the U.S. But Portugal's beautiful. Porto. Right, of course, Lisbon. Oh, Brazil. Okay. Forget what I said about... Oh, it looks like the internet might be uh, failing at my house. That's great. All right. <clears throat> No, I haven't. Um, I wonder if you've ever thought about the longest word in English, Shacham is saying. Uh, the, okay, so 
Lisbon's the best. All right. I I need to focus, but uh, Lisbon's the best. I would love to go to Lisbon. So I, the, the longest word in English, if you ask Americans, they have one answer for you. And I'll, I will say it right now, but it is from this older movie called Mary Poppins. And if you happen to know the word, feel free to put it in the chat. But I think if you go up to an American, at least my age, but maybe younger, because I think the movie came out in the 1960s, Mary Poppins. So it's a little older for me, but I know it. And I think younger people know it, but it is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You do not need to know that. The only time you will ever hear that in English is when someone says, hey, what's the longest word you know? Whoa, look at this. Thank you, Anya. Okay, I, I could never have spelled that. But wait, wait, that's that's German. That's German. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Now, I know German. Anya is from Germany. They have some really long words because the language, I can't remember the term, an agglutinous language, I believe, to where the word parts can be added on. So all I know is Olfidzing, uh, Olfidzing. I think, right? Gesundheit. We'll say that sometimes in English. Somebody sneezes. Gesundheit. Hope everybody's allergies are okay today. I know a few people in the chat have some allergies. Listen, I'm I'm looking for now. I'm I'm looking for questions, and I don't see them. I, I want to help people, but I also think if I just ramble, that means when I'm just talking without any direction, I'm just rambling. That can be helpful for your English as well. I don't mind doing that. I don't mind telling stories, but I also would like to answer any questions that you might have, but maybe you're just here to hang out. Yeah, I can see that too. So I will keep, uh, I will keep rambling slow, clear English. I think it's going to help you improve. So, um, that, that, that's true though. I believe Erroni says Americans are not well accepted here in Europe. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I mean, for a while there, it seemed like Americans were persona non grata. Persona non grata is, a, I think it's a Latin term. Uh, but we will sometimes say that when you're not welcomed somewhere. You are persona non grata. Definitely Italian. Definitely Italian. Not welcome. All right, I'm on. Thank you for the question. Oh, can I, I see, I see a couple other questions. Let's get to them. Okay. But, but if you just want to hear me ramble, that's cool too. Uh, rumble in battle. Are they equal? Um, no, no, I would say, okay, both have something to do with fighting. Both have something to do with combat. But a battle, most of the time, I think would be bigger. So if we're talking about a war between two countries and you have tanks and ships and planes, that's a battle. That's not a rumble. Okay, so if we have to say one is more intense than the other, I would say it's the, the battle. A rumble 
we have um, a guy for boxing matches, you know, boxing, boxing. There's this guy, his name is Michael Buffer. And he, every, every time he is in the ring, he is an announcer, you know, boxing ring. That's where boxing happens. And he will always say, let's get ready to rumble. So a rumble is still a fight, but it's like, it's smaller. So maybe in my local town, maybe there's a bar where people drink, you know, that in in the United States, a bar is only for drinking alcohol. I know in other parts of the world, like Italy, a bar, you can get your coffee there. No, no. When you come to the United States, if you say, you know, if you hear that you're going to a bar, it's mostly drinking. So sometimes with alcohol, people like to fight. And if there was a fight down at the bar, I wouldn't call it a battle, but I might say, eh, there was a little rumble last night at the bar. Did you hear about that? So hopefully, hey, Texas is in the house. Lisa, welcome. All right, I think I saw a question from Maria. So let me go back. Oh, geez. But I did see this from Anya. I am not even going to try. Look at that. That's some German right there. Is that? Oh, agglutinative. Thank you, Maria. An agglutinative language. It just means like adding word parts to the end. Um, English is not really, it's not really, not like German, at least. Not like we do. We do have suffixes that you put at the end of the word but it's usually like one suffix. As you can see from the, uh, the German, it can add up. It can add up. Oh, I mean, I didn't, where, where's the question? I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, Sunshine wrote a question too. Oh my goodness. This is awful. Hey Maz, I see you here. As I hit, as I hit the microphone. Maz, what's going on? Lives in is uh, lives in um, Australia, but from Iran. The question is: Do you use the verb render in informal conversation? Mm. When I hear render in informal conversation, it's probably going to be used with technology, and maybe when you're like producing an image or you're waiting for that image to load, you might say, oh, I'm waiting for the image to render, to like, to become like visible. So I think that's about the only time in informal conversation, I would say render. Um, you know what? Sometimes a judge also, or a jury in court, they might say, oh, the jury has rendered their decision. They have produced a decision. So it, it's it's kind of rare, but every so often you might hear render. Render? How are you? I don't even dare. I'm sorry. I don't dare. Miss Tom? Miss Tom? Welcome. Let's see. I'm going back up looking for some questions. I'm looking for Amina and I'm looking for sunshine. And I did see this one too. I think Maria. Adriana, I want to do a video about garage sales. I do. Okay. Maria B. Okay. There are some questions here. Okay. All right. 
is it okay to say that the image of a camera, for example, your camera now and the live stream uh, looks diffuse? I'm not sure if that's the correct word. Um, I don't think we would use it that way. So when you are diffusing something and when we're talking about light, it would be to spread out. So you might, you might put a, um, a different lens on your camera to diffuse the light, to spread it out. But I, but I think you're trying to use it as an adjective. And I mostly hear that used as a verb, diffuse the light. Okay. So you might put a filter on a camera to diffuse the light. You might attach a different lens to diffuse the light. Hope that helps, Maria. Oh yeah, this is a tough one right here. How to use neither and either. You know what? In our members chat last week, didn't this come up? I think we talked about this, how to use neither and either. Let me take a drink and think about this for a second because it was kind of confusing. All right. Oh, what about Coke and Pepsi? So th those are fighting words for some people. Some people love their Coke. Some people love their Pepsi. Okay. So let's say somebody is offering you either Coke or Pepsi. It's like the second time I've hit that microphone. Hopefully the last. So Maria, let's say I'm, I got Coke and Pepsi. I might ask you, hey, do you want Coke or Pepsi? If you say neither, that means you don't want, you don't want either one of them. Okay. You don't want either one of them. And when we're talking about neither and either, it's only with two things. I mean, if you use it with three, you know, whatever, but you know, it's, it's used with two things. But if I say to you, Hey, do you want Coke or Pepsi? And you say, Oh, either. It means you don't care. You'll take the Coke. If I give it to you, you'll take the Pepsi. If I give it to you, you, you don't really care. So, um, I hope that makes sense. It's like none, neither is, is like none. So if you have like three things there, do you want Pepsi, Coke, or seven up. Now I don't want, I don't want, well, we would say in that case, I don't want any of them or I want none of them. That just doesn't sound as right as, as correct. But when you use none, just make sure you don't have a negative word like don't in your sentence, but native speakers say it all the time. I don't want none of them. It doesn't sound right to me as an English teacher, but a lot of people will use the double negative with the none. All right, I'm going up. Oh, peace. But I thought that was an arrow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it up here. Okay, garage sales. Adriana, I do want to do, I do want to do a video, a lesson on garage sales. When I put up a poll, it didn't do that well. It didn't seem like a lot of people wanted to visit a garage sale and learn English. But you might hear garage sale. I think I say garage weird, by the way, you might see a garage sale, a lawn sale or a yard sale in Maine. We might say a yard sale. Some people don't produce their R's a yard sale, but it's basically 
you have extra junk, extra stuff that you don't want. So when my children were young, they had clothes that fit them. Then they grew up. Those clothes didn't fit anymore. So we had a yard sale or we had a garage sale. And that is when we put all of the stuff that we want to get rid of. Maybe you sell a shirt for like a quarter or a dollar and people will come to your house and they will buy it if they want it. So um, they're very popular this time of year in the summer. And I know in, in Poland, we have uh, similar weather. Yeah, they don't happen in the winter. It's just, it's just too darn cold. No way. Uzbekistan, Mr. Nobody. I didn't know that. Uzbek. Love it. Love it. So I'm assuming you probably speak Uzbek and maybe a little Russian. It's awesome. Yeah. And Sunshine's also from Armenia. So uh, just a beautiful part of the world. I'm looking through. I'm sorry. I don't. Can you ask it again? I don't see it. I'm all the way back up to the question about Daybot. Let me, I'm going to skip down. So, um, that might help. Yeah, that might help. Uh, I'm going to try to catch up with the, oh, the double negative is confusing. Okay. So a lot of our negative words will, will have an N in them, like not, neither. So it's just, um, I'll go back like, if you have the the Coke and the Pepsi and you say, I don't want none, it's a double negative. So when you, it, I mean, literally it means you do want some. So I don't want none. The opposite would mean you want one. I don't want none. So that's why we change it to, I don't want any. If, if you're getting confused with the double negative, I would say, you know, listen to more English, but you know, if you use it, like native speakers use it all the time. If anything, you'll probably sound more natural if you use double negatives. But, you know, I have students that use double negatives all the time. I have adult friends that use it all the time. My family, we don't use it, but it, it doesn't mean it's proper or anything. You know, if you, if, it, if it's confusing to you now, it's okay. Oh, yeah, I remember Sita said, I think you were the one person that said, I want a garage sale video. Maybe I'll do it for a member's uh, video or something. We'll go visit a garage sale. Hello, Wong. How are you? Are there any English expressions to talk about a bad soccer player who sucks at scoring a goal? In the Vietnamese language, it's called a wooden leg legged player. Okay, now that's definitely a good verb to use. Man, that guy sucks. I do want to do a soccer video this week about all of the soccer terms. And I'm, I'm, you know, for an American, I'm glad you used soccer. But I know most of the world says football. So let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a really bad soccer player. Like, um, who's a bad soccer player? Messi, right? Maria, Messi, he kind of sucks. Just kidding. She's from Argentina. Those are fighting words. I don't, sorry. Messi's good. 
Uh, what would we say though if he had a bad game? Man, I'm trying to think. Um, we might, you know, we might swear a little bit, which I won't do here. Um, man, how about this? Dead weight. I'll write it in the chat. <clears throat> Dead weight. So if a soccer player isn't doing well, we might say that they're dead weight. So weight, it like weighs you down. It's heavy. Dead weight is just like if he wasn't even on the field or she, the U.S. has a pretty good uh, women's soccer team, by the way. Four World Cups. I mean, I'm not bragging, but, you know, the four World Cups help. Uh, but if somebody is just like not producing, like they're just dead weight, get rid of them, cut them. We don't need them. Hope that, Hey, um, you might want to put the hashtag talk to me. Let's see how many people we got in there. So eight entries, but I think if you put the little hashtag thing, it might enter you in there. So hashtag hope I don't win, but I can, if you want to if you just want to copy and paste that, I think it'll work. And remember, if you put it in more than once, it doesn't, you know, don't spam it. It will just take the one entry. Just take your first entry. So let's get rid of that. Talk to me. What's going on? What's going on? You know, I I agree. Some people can find some good things, but Aroni says at garage sales, Mostly it's like junk that you find. Mostly junk you find, right? Uh, some people can find some good things. Hey, is Sam here? Sam the Taiwanese, welcome. On the other channel, Yawin gave me a bunch of customs that happen in Taiwan. So on American English Guy 2, I might do a video with, I think she gave me seven things. Yawin, thank you for that where we can learn a little bit about American culture and we can compare it to Taiwanese culture. So it's awesome. Wooden leg. I like that. Wooden leg. It's awesome. Henry from China. Maybe, maybe we will be chatting later. That would be awesome. All right. Lena does English. The other day you asked something about grilled cheese. I think some people think it's, you know, grilled cheese, of course. Can you explain what it actually is? Yes. Thank you, Lena. What I wanted to do, Lena from Brazil, right? What I wanted to do, and I still might this week, is there is a grilled cheese restaurant. All they serve is grilled cheese. And it's not, you know, like Lena says, it's not actually cheese that's grilled. What happens is that two slices of bread, okay, are put on top and below of the cheese. So it's a sandwich. But a grilled cheese just has cheese in it. So I wanted to visit, and I still might this week, I wanted to visit a grilled cheese restaurant because on Monday, my wife and I, Jamie, Jamie, my wife and I went to get grilled cheese and it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I didn't get vegetarian. I got, I won't put that on the video. Um, whenever I eat on camera, 
you'll notice it's it's probably either vegetarian or chicken. I don't want anyone who you know doesn't eat beef or doesn't eat pork to see me eating something like that. I don't want to offend anybody, but I might the the two types of cheese they use in English we call it Munster cheese, Munster cheese, and what was the other one? I think it was mozzarella, mozzarella, mozzarella cheese. All right, is this another question here, Fabio? Fabio. I hit, I hit the mic again. Oh my goodness. Sorry. When you're on the beach and you want to go into the water to cool off, good phrasal verb there. You say, no, no. Good question, Fabio. No, we don't. We don't say take a bath. No. And I know in Italian, Ibano, you might say that when you're swimming. So I'm not sure if in Portuguese you might say, but no. When when we take a bath, it means we're in the tub cleaning ourselves. I would stick with, yeah, I'm going to go into the water and cool off. Go take a swim, cool off. Yeah. Stick with swim, but you could, yeah, cool off. Yeah. Good question. Glad you asked that. It might clear up some confusion later on. Might clear up some confusion. And Sam is here. Yeah. The double negative is not correct. But that doesn't mean Americans don't use it every day. So the double negative, maybe I'll make a video on it because it can be a little confusing. But I would say if you're just starting out learning English, you know, don't let that trip you up. When something trips you up, it gives you problems. So don't let it trip you up. Um, Just speak clearly you know, don't worry about the double negative. And as you get a little better with English, you know, maybe pay close attention to it. But like I said, Americans use it all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sam getting some more doses. I hope so. Hope so. Hey, you're okay. I remember you from Bob, the Canadians chat. What's up? Welcome. Miho's here. Hey, Miho. I am looking for, why can I not find those questions? I'm going to, I'm probably, if I've skipped your question three or four times, I do apologize. I do apologize. I'm sorry. Oh man. I, you know what? I just started a diet myself. I did. I'm walking a little bit more eating, eating a little bit better. That's hard though. Hey, Mary's, Mary's here from Iran. Always good to see you. I sent Mary a postcard a couple months ago and we both knew like, you know what? It might not make it there. There might be a government or two that steps in and says, no, you can't send a postcard from the U S to Iran. I don't know. Maybe it will come. Maybe it won't. I'm glad you're in here. Jake. Jake, what's going on? Welcome. Hello. Hijar. I've seen you in the comments. Welcome. Welcome. Just looking through. Hey, Mary. That would be great. I I have spoken to Mary on camera before. Um, She was in a video about a year ago. People from the community. Ibrahim. 
was in there. Great. I think Adoroni, were you in there? All right. I'm sorry. Look at this. Yeah, I think you're entered. See how many we got. We got 14 entries. I I really wish I could talk to everybody. I really do. It's just, um, you know, for that half an hour. But, um, and I hope Yawin, I hope it helped Yawin. You know, uh, the speaking, I'm going to do a video also on finding a language partner, finding an English partner in, yeah, um, Erroni. Sometimes I don't finish my thought, right? I see something in the chat like, oh, let me talk about that. I can't even remember what I was talking about before. I I get so excited sometimes. But yeah, customs, it's probably a, you know, it's a crazy world. That breezy. Let's go. Let's go. Mega. I've talked to Mega quite a few times. I wouldn't mind talking again. Yeah, Sita. Yeah. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, Sita. Thank you so much. Oh. No. Fafa, I'm sorry to hear that. I know... If you don't mind putting in the chat, how old was your parrot? Because I've heard those things can live like 100 years, right? Oh, I'm sorry. What a beautiful animal the parrot is, huh? I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, if you don't mind, Fafa, how old was your parrot? And then what was your parrot's name? I'm sorry to hear that. It's, it's too bad. It's distracting. I like, go, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me talk here next. Let me talk here next. Yeah, Fafa, I'm I'm sorry about that. That's not fun. Um, that's one of the reasons why I don't know if I want another pet. I mean, one of the many reasons I am I am allergic. But the loss of a pet, um, you know, if you get really attached to that pet and then you lose them. Uh, all right, good question here. And I might talk about this because Yawin mentioned this about Taiwanese culture, but most of Americans use a bathtub or just take a shower. This Okay, here's the difference. And remember, I'm talking about you know, 330 million people, so I'm going to be stereotyping, but I think most Americans, the showers are just to get the job done. We want to get clean. If we're going to take a bath, that means we're going to relax. But the shower, getting clean, that's the main job for an American. Taking a bath, relaxing. Maybe putting some bubbles in there. Maybe, if you're so inclined, maybe if you would like to drink a little wine, if that's your thing, put on some soft music, some candles, Close your eyes, relax. But yeah, for Americans at least, I think the bathtub, it takes too long to fill up. Now, parents are more likely to give their babies and their small children a bath to clean. But for adults, probably not. All right, here we go. What's the difference between trouble problem issue and matter Mm, they all can be bad things they all can be bad things so it looks like i might be having some trouble with my internet 
It looks like I'm having a problem with my internet. Ah, oh, looks like there's an issue with my internet. So the matter is a little different. I might say, oh, what's the matter with my internet? So that's how you would use it. And I am getting the signal that the internet is not working as well. What the heck? I hope, I hope you're not getting that message. I am. Well, it does look like I'm lagging. Whoops. Does look like I'm lagging. I'm sorry. Come on, internet. Pay enough a, m- a month. Okay. Is it usual to speak ain't? I don't use ain't, but it is in the dictionary. It is now an official word. Thank you, Roger. I think I'm back. I hope I'm back. Uh, So a lot of people will use ain't. Lots and lots of people. If you want to use ain't, go right ahead. I don't use it. It's just maybe because I'm older, but um, I don't. Nuh-uh. You got it. Mary, she got it. Oh, that's awesome. That gives me some hope. So an American can send an Iranian a postcard. Awesome. That makes me so happy. Makes me so happy. All right. Looking through the chat. I'm sorry, Sam. Hopefully I'm back. Thank you, Menti. Hopefully I'm back. You know, yeah, I, I, we had trouble with the internet. Believe me, we pay quite a bit a month for internet and it just doesn't work all the time for us. And we've gotten a new router, you know, that's, that's a a technical thing there. A new router. Let's test it. Let's look. Oh, you're not going to be able to see it. Are you? I mean, it's okay. I'm usually pulling more in the hundred, like a hundred. So it's slow. Oh, that upload speed. Yeah. Trash. It's junk. So speaking of that soccer player, you could call, oh man, that dude is trash. The dude is junk. Just like my internet right now. Yeah. Hopefully I'm back. Sorry. All right. Is this a question? No. It's just saying hi. Hey, Federico. Welcome. Hmm. Absent-mindedness. I'm a bit, no, 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 no. I think distracted. No, I think distracted, Maria. I think distracted is better. A lot of times when I see something that causes me to become distracted. If I'm absent-minded, it's, it means literally like my mind is absent. It's like, I'm not thinking at all. So if I made a mistake, um, you know what? Okay. So my wife, Jamie was walking down our stairs a couple days ago and I jumped cause it sounded like she fell. So I jumped up. I was at my computer editing. I was at my computer and I jumped up and I messed up the charger. So, you know, there was something going on and I thought she was in trouble, but for a second, my mind went elsewhere. I didn't remember there was the charger was hooked up to my computer. So I was absent-minded for a second. Uh, that, that happens. That happens, especially as we get older, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You can win twice. Yeah. win one last week. 
she is in the running again. You can win twice. How many? We have, oh, 18. Man, I wish, I wish, I wish I could, I wish, maybe we could pick two. Maybe we could pick two. Can I find an hour of time to talk with two people this week? I think I might be able to, but we might be going to an amusement park. And if we do, we have to sleep overnight. But if we go to an amusement park, I will be doing an English lesson on a roller coaster and on a really high thing that's going to scare me because I want to talk about other ways to say you're scared in English. Going to go up high, get dropped. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be scary though. I think let's do, we'll do two since there are 18 um, people so far. So we'll do two. We'll do two winners this week. All right, Maria, using the word dope, is it more feminine or masculine? It's a good question. So dope, it, it can be two things. For an older person, that might be marijuana, okay, dope. But if you're a younger person, which Mary is, um, man, that's dope. I think more guys use it, but I think it could be pretty cool if a woman uses it too. Like you might sound really cool. Oh, that's dope. So if something is dope, it's really good, but who cares? Right? It's kind of cool when uh, women will use kind of like kind of guy things, you know, it's all good. Like Jamie, she often calls me guy. And I don't think it's because of the channel. It's like, what are you doing guy? Did you just, did you just mess up the computer guy? By the way, Jamie, she slipped. She slipped on a step. She didn't go all the way down. She was able to catch herself. So all is well. Although Jamie broke her foot. My wife broke her foot, not on those stairs. She broke her foot. Did I tell you that? Okay. Snazzy. Oh dear. Hey, Brent. Here is a phrase that I heard in AGT. What is that? It's not Grand Theft Auto, right? AGT. Okay. What does it mean? Oh, on the edge of your seat. I don't know about the stuff, but if you're on the edge of your seat, you don't literally have to be on the edge of your seat, but you could be really excited for something to happen. If you're on the edge of your seat, like right now, I'm on the edge of my seat because I can't wait to see who is going to win. I'm on, I'm, I'm like, you're, if you're on the edge of your seat, you're a little nervous. You're a little excited on that roller coaster. Like before the roller coaster gets going, you're probably going to be on the edge of your seat. Like literally like, so you're sitting up, oh, you're ready. You don't have to be sitting for you to be on the edge of your seat. Like I could be standing up watching a soccer game and as it's ending, I might say, oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. I, I can't believe this is going to end in a victory. This is going to end in a loss. You know, we're going to win the game. Edge of your seat. You are excited and nervous a little bit at the same time. All right. Breezy. Some physical verbs with bring. Hmm. Physical verbs with bring. Hey. I'm going to bring my phone upstairs. That was at 10.09. I'm going to bring some cookies to my neighbor 
because I'm on a diet. Adriana's on a diet. I don't need the cookies. I'm going to bring over. Though a lot of times bring is a word that I could do an entire probably 30 minute video on because it's often used as a verb, but it's sometimes used uh, with phrasal verbs, bring up, bring over. So I don't know if I can answer that completely right now in just a couple seconds, but yeah, bring is one of those crazy words in English that like take, bring, break. I want to do a video just on the word break. All right, let me get down to uh, bring around. Yeah. Um, let's Brian. Thank you. So for bring around, let's say there's a new baby and you want to visit your family members. Maybe you just had a baby. You want to show your mom and your dad. You want to show your brother and your sister. Hey, you might tell them, are you going to be around? Because I could bring around the new baby and, um, you know, I'll visit you first. And then I'll, so if you bring around, if you're sitting in a room, let's talk about cookies again. And uh, you notice that people are hungry and you just bake some cookies, you might bring them around to everybody. Yeah, you might bring them around. Oh, bring about. Jeez, Lena. Yeah, what? And um, you know the past tense of bring is brought. Yeah, it's a it's an irregular verb. So um maybe you had some trouble at work. You could ask, oh, hey, what brought about this trouble? What brought about, yeah, brought is, or bring, such a difficult word, such a difficult word. Yeah, phrasal verbs. I think I might have some videos on the channel, a couple with bring, but it's such a, um, it's such a big topic. Back me up instead of help me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we use that all the time, Roger. Um, hey, and you might just say to somebody, hey, back me up on this. You, you remember when we were in high school, right? And uh, Johnny over here, he did something stupid. Yeah, back me up. You remember, right? So it, you could literally say that to another person. Hey, back me up. It means like help me remember something. But um, you might also use back me up at work. So let's say you're working at McDonald's. Everybody knows about McDonald's, right? When you're on a diet, you probably shouldn't eat McDonald's, but you might need some backup. You might need some backup. So let's say you're at the cash register. There's one person in line. You're getting them their fries, but then like five people come in. You might say, Hey, I I need some backup. So that would mean somebody else gets on the register, helps you, or Hey, can you back me up? Uh, Can you get some fries for me? So yeah, definitely we use it with, with help all the time. we got about three minutes after this live, there's going to be a premiere. It's going to be a little sneak peek of a members video that will disappear. It will disappear. It'll be just for members, but it's just, uh, if you want to become a member, it lets you know what you'll be getting as a member. So it's a, it's a video that, uh, Linda channel member, she asked a question about, I don't even remember it now. Oh, thoroughly and properly. And what's the difference? And I talk about that. So before we get out of here, because that starts at 1015 my time, three minutes. So and if and there is a members chat tomorrow. So um 
Danny. I can answer this really quickly though, but um, we'll be chatting uh, members chat tomorrow too in the discord server. Is it America's got talent? See, I'm getting distracted. Danny. Oh, Danny. I mentioned you in this video, by the way, be on the lookout. I mentioned you France, France. Yes. You can bring up a child. You can raise a child, both the same thing. Let's do some winners here. Huh? Let's do some winners. Two names we're going to do. 21 entries. All right. Everybody's got their their name in. All right, here we go. Um, do I have any paper? I'll remember this. I'll remember. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Am I in there? I'll pick. I guess I put it in there. I'm on the edge of my seat. Who's going to win? Mega. Mega is one winner. We are, I will remember she's a channel member. We'll, I'll send her a message on discord. We're going to draw again. So if it's mega again, I will draw another name. I'm going to find two different people. Mega congratulations. Congratulations. All right, here we go. One more time. Let's do it. And for the last two weeks, it has been channel members, but you do not need to be a channel member to win. Oh, it's almost Maggie again. Mary from Iran. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So Mega from India, Mary from Iran. I will get in touch with you. If you want to send an email to me, what is it? Um, Don't laugh. This guy, Brent. Sky Brent at Hotmail. I was the only one available. Everybody makes fun of me for like hotmail. What do you, nobody uses hotmail anymore. Well, I do. Did it just, okay, right there. So that's my email. I mean, anybody can email me. I don't check it that often, but I will be looking for Mary's email. Mega, we'll we'll probably be talking tomorrow in the members discord anyways. We can find a time that works for both of us. So, oh, there's so many other names. You know, it's great. I'm going to talk with, I'll do it again next week. We'll do it again, Sam. But hey, Sam, join the, uh, join the members chat tomorrow. All right. So I am going to leave here. I think that will take you right to the other video, sneak peek for members, but then it'll be for members if they want to rewatch it later on. So, hey, thank you all. Thank you all for joining. Jake, thank you all. Great. Aroni held down the chat. Thank you. All right, let's get out of here. I think it will take us all to the next video. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. I think it will. All right. See you later.